welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Managed Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and today I'm having the funnest time. I'm in an event called Potapalooza, and it's June 2022, and I have the opportunity to interview amazing people I wouldn't otherwise have met or interacted with, and my guest is Greg. I didn't even ask you how to say your last name. I'm going to say Wedding. Whiting. Whiting. I was close. Close enough. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> well, mine's Takagi. You know, people mess that up a lot too. <laughs> so, Greg, um, your title is Heal the Past, Lead the Future. I am so excited to hear about that. But before we get started, I want to know what does success mean to you? Yeah. Um, I think, and it kind of ties into heal the past, lead the future, um, and really how I help folks, um, just really a sense of fulfillment, a sense of significance, a sense of meaning. Um, you know, I think it's not so, ma- so much what we do, but how we do it and who we are um, when we're showing up. So um, yeah, showing up as our full selves, um, just feeling true to what's, you know, authentic and real within our own hearts. I think that's the greatest signifier of success. And I think that really sets us up, um, you know, on whatever our path is and what of, what other, what, whatever other metrics of success we may have. Um, I don't think we, I think we can hit all those metrics, but if we lose ourselves along the way, then, you know, there's not, there's not much value in those wins. Well, well, you get those wins and something happens and you lose them all. And then, you know, then what do you have? If you don't have all the other pieces to it, you know, it has to be a, all of the above, not a, not a one-stop shop. I love that. I love that. So tell me a little bit about your journey, where you are, how you got here, and how do you help me heal the past to lead the future? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I work with trauma and neuroscience and energy medicine and really helping people start to address the, the trauma that's underlying their anxiety, their burnout, their overwhelm. I primarily work with leaders and entrepreneurs and VCs, you know, folks who have built up a lot of success, uh, but are maybe discovering that a trauma response has been kind of driving them. And so kind of that hustle, pedal to the metal energy that um, has put every brick into the right place, but now those bricks might be, you know, starting to, to crumble. And so, um, really helping people kind of, yeah, come back to themselves and continue to, you know, achieve, but not from, not from that fear place. You know, a lot of times we're motivated to move out of pain and I'm, I'm more interested in helping people kind of find what they're inspired to move towards. So, um, kind of shifting from a survival response, a trauma response to, um, yeah, just a place of 
of ease, a place of presence, a place of power. So to kind of re refining power, redefining power. So when you say a trauma response, I think I know what that is, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. What would you describe? How would you describe a trauma response? Sure. I mean, fight, flight, freeze, appease. So, you know, that 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 fighting our way through life or running away from something, avoiding something. Um, you know, I think I think often the fight is what helps a lot of people build their success. But often they may be running away from something. And so then the success and the hustle is just a big distraction from what they're running from. Um, so the, that's kind of, you know, and how that shows up is pretty unique for each of us. I think perfectionism is, um, you know, really, um, it's a disguise for not feeling good enough, um, you know? So how is shame driving us? Um, and again, I, th I think some of these, can be useful until, you know, they're all maladaptations to stress. Um, and they can help us get to a certain place in our life until they become more of a liability. And so, like, how did you get on this path? Because I'm totally intrigued. Um, when you talk about energy work, I am in the energy work um, healing world. And I, I love it, but I'm always interested how people uh, either purposefully chose this path or accidentally fell into it. Yeah, definitely accidentally. Um, I used to suffer with severe chronic pain um, and I met a dear friend of mine just out of college who was a massage therapist at the time and she offered me a massage. And I, my pain was so severe that I turned down a free massage. I, I just said, no, that, that would actually be painful. Like, don't touch me. Um, she said, well, I can work with Reiki and, you know, just work energetically with you if you like, which at that point I had never heard of Reiki or energy medicine. It was all new to me. Uh, but I had such trust in her and, you know, we just had a great relationship that I was said, sure. And she offered that. She said, I don't even have to touch you or it can just be very light touch. And so, yeah, it was, I had found something I didn't even know I was looking for. And so within a year from that point, I started to study and yeah, within another year or two, um, that chronic pain was also tied into a severe curve in my spine, scoliosis. And, you know, so I started to unearth, you know, what was the trauma that was beneath the pain. Uh, and a lot of it was trauma that I wasn't even conscious of. Right. Um, but as all of that started to, to kind of become more as I started to develop more awareness of that, then the, the curve of my spine started to unravel and, you know, life started to kind of take a new direction. I had a, a situation one time where I, it, they ended up diagnosing it as an inflamed nerve in my neck. And I missed three weeks of work because I couldn't sleep for more than 30 minutes at a time. Because like you say, I was in so much pain. I, I just, I couldn't get comfortable. I went to the chiropractor. I took steroids. I went to a pain management doctor. They even put me in the hospital and shot my neck full of steroids and anesthesia kind of stuff to relax. It didn't help at all. And my sister called and said, I have this massage therapist. Will you go? And I said, I will do anything. Like, I don't care what it is or what it costs. Like I will do anything. 
So I go to this woman's office and it was the first time I went to a massage therapist where she had beautiful flowered sheets on the bed. It wasn't just a towel. It wasn't just plain white. It was beautiful flowered. They had been washed in downy, like they in softener, you know, rinsed with softener. They smelled good. That was a first. She barely touched me. And she'd move her hand around and she'd shake it and she'd snap her fingers. And like she did this for like an hour. And she said, okay, I want you to. And, and then she, she gently put oil on me and it was all in my hair. I mean, I was just covered in this oil. She said, I want you to go home and take a nap. Do not shower because those oils are healing. And can you come back tomorrow? And I was like, okay. And I went to get off the bed and I was completely pain-free. And I was like, wait, what? So I went home, took a nap. I went back the next day. And so I went back after that, like every other day for two weeks, I finally was able to sleep and I didn't know it at the time. And I have tried over the last couple of years to find her again, but I think she was probably doing Reiki and I didn't know what Reiki is. And for those listeners who don't know what it is, it's a, it's a way of energy healing and you're moving that energy around the body because the body's like 94% energy or something. I don't know if I have that exact percentage, but I, I was, I was stunned and amazed. It was just a miracle on how quickly I felt better. And again, it didn't say Reiki anywhere on her stuff, but that was probably what was happening. And I think that's the, the power of presence and, you know, the power of touch and with energy, we're touching with our awareness and our presence. And so we don't even have to be making physical touch. You know, I actually, my whole practice is remote now, so I'm not even using physical touch. It's just awareness. And, um, but that's, that's what helps the part of us, the part, you know, trauma distorts our sense of relational connection. You know, it, it kind of embeds these patterns of isolation and aloneness where we feel like we lack support. So I think so much of healing is reclaiming a sense of connection and support and safety in relationship to others um, and really being held in, you know, our hurt. So we're not hurt in isolation. And that's when these disparate parts of ourselves can kind of get pieced back together. And so, especially in the world of energy, sometimes less is more. Um, so I really appreciate your experience. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's, um, like I say, I've tried to find her and I haven't found anyone similar since. Um, so like what, what all types of work and modalities do you use? Um, training, you know, those kind of things. Cause there are, there are so many modalities and they're all so specific, but interrelated in my experience. Yeah. I, you know, I spent years piecing together, you know, what might work, what doesn't, you know, I found most approaches to traditional therapy um, were really ill-equipped to address the impacts of trauma on my physical body. Um, you know, there's just some pain that you can't talk or think your way out of. Um, and so once I got this energy piece that kind of led me to explore meditation, it helped me explore other forms of energy medicine. Um, then I started to kind of dive into the world of trauma and neuroscience, um, somatic based practices. 
And so um, over the years, I've weaved all of that together to create Prisma, which is really a comprehensive healing system. And I look at working with the neuroscience and the trauma science as kind of the roadmap to kind of, you know, so I was in therapy for years, but not really understanding where I was going, right? So we can kind of be on this healing journey with blindfolds on. So um, mapping out kind of an understanding, a practical understanding of trauma and neuroscience. So we, we have a sense of the road that we're on um, and working with somatics and mindfulness, kind of a, a built-in GPS system. And then I look at like energy medicine as like a new kind of vehicle that we sit ourselves in that um, is well-equipped to help us heal. So I kind of piece all of those aspects together into kind of a unified system that just helps people make sense of their experience and really turn pain into purpose. Um, you know, for me, as much as I work with trauma, I'm more about helping to create the climate for just a robust sense of healing to emerge. So I'm not really focused on trauma, even though that's what I help people resolve. I'm more, you know, I think that's what a meditation and mindfulness is really mind training to help reorient our awareness from pain to possibility. So, um, yeah, just shifting, you know, neuroplasticity is really, you know, our ability to rewire our brain and our brain, you know, the structure of our brain is literally created by our imagination. So, um, just really helping us restructure not only our brain, but, you know, the structure of our lives. And imagination, um, you know, imagination and dreaming and visioning, it's almost like you hit a certain age and I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's like graduating from eighth grade or high school or college, but all of a sudden the creativity, the imagination, the dreaming is just kind of sucked out of you. And I was in government work and housing for many years and they came to me one time and they were like, come up with a new way to do this. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I've spent the last 20 years learning how to fit in a box. How do I step out of it? And that was, oh, well, talk about trauma. That was a traumatic experience. Like, how do I go from following all the rules and never having an original thought at work anyway, to now I need to have an original way to <laughs> find the solution to this problem. So um, I, I love that, that, like imagination, like what if, what happens if we start saying what if, and, you know, build from there. And yeah, I, a lot of, you know, I, I have seven pillars in my system that I look at as kind of like the drop pins on the map um, that kind of help to guide us to that, that possibility. And within each of those drop pins, it really is like, who am I in the embodiment of this this pillar in this, the embodiment of this new expression. And so it really just helps to expand the aperture of possibility um, and really help it, help us get out of a fixed mindset about who we are or a fixed mindset of what's possible, really creating a new template um, for what life looks like and mostly what it feels like. Because sometimes we may not be able to see that possibility, but if we can start to tap into what it feels like, I think that's really when we start to kind of create a new vibrational potential to live into. 
I love that. So if I wanted to work with you, what does that look like? Do you do all one-on-ones? Is it private or group? What is, how, how does that happen? Yeah, I, I have limited space for one-on-one clients that I'll work over a nine or 12 month arc. Um, so that is possible. But primarily, yeah, Prisma, I take people on a, a, a larger arc of transformation where they can join to just have the roadmap and kind of work through the trauma and neuroscience and workbooks through an eight week online course, or they can kind of opt in and have access to, you know, the travel companions, you know, we really can't heal in isolation, you know, as humans, we're social creatures. And so we're not meant to live life or especially to heal woundings of isolation in you know, by ourselves. And so the second tier of the course gives people access to a curated Slack community um, and then guided meditation sessions where they can really um, have practice embodying kind of these somatic and mindfulness-based practices. And then the third tier is a complete foundational energy medicine self-care training. So then you're equipped with an entire healing system for life. Um, And so that's kind of the, the initial entry point where it's like you get the seven pillars of my system, you have the whole roadmap and the tools, the vehicle. Um, and then from there, if people want to dive in deeper to learn the whole system, you know, that's, they can do so. so. They can do that too. So how do we find you? Yeah. Gregwhiting.com. Yeah. My name is not spelled uh, the way it sounds, <laughs> but W-I-E-T-I-N-G. Um, and we're actually, it's, my site might actually in this moment, which who knows when this airs, might be down. We're kind of migrating to a new system. And um, yeah, so the course should be live within a matter of days. So by the time it drops, it'll be there. And the easiest way to find you is there. Um, any other social media handles we might need to know and follow you on possibly? Greg underscore Whiting on Instagram. Um, and yeah, Shortly, once the whole site is launched, I'll have um, a download that takes people through the entire seven prism pillars, you know, kind of gives you a workbook and some mindset mantras per se for each of the pillars, which starts from like nervous system regulation, embodiment, emotional attunement, IQ, all the way to kind of purpose and impact. Um, And so kind of guides people through, you know, the entire map to give you a taste of the work. I love it. And I love it even more so like five years ago, I would have just been going ahead. That just really sounds nice. But as my journey has, you know, gone up and down and around the hill, as my friend would say, you know, down the bunny path, um, like I, I totally get it. I understand it. I do some of these practices. I don't know if our practices are, uh, you know, if some of the things are the same or at least similar, but just the whole idea that we can do way more healing of our bodies and our minds than like we've ever known possible now. I mean, like, and it's, it's, people are more aware. Yeah. When I was first exposed to energy medicine 25 years ago, I couldn't imagine the life I live now. You know, I'm three inches taller than I was 25 years ago. No chronic pain, anxiety, depression. You know, and I was steps away from antidepressants and pain meds. And that's that's my goal, especially in my one-on-one practice. But in the online course, giving people the tools so they can heal naturally. And so I've helped, you know, hundreds of people get off of anti-anxiety meds, pain meds, antidepressants, uh, synthetic hormones. 
because um, once you heal the underlying emotional traumatic patterns stored in the tissues, then our physiology rebounds, our hormones rebound, our brain chemistry repatterns, and then that creates a whole new playing field for our life. And then we can do pretty much whatever, <laughs> whatever our heart desires. And we probably now have the potential to create that, what our heart desires instead of just trying to survive. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, definitely moving from surviving to thriving. Absolutely. And what did um, I just, in the last six months, um, I believe it was um, la, 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 la. I'm going to say Albert Einstein said the future of medicine is in frequencies. Mm-hmm. And so now we've got frequencies and the energies that are created and you know, he was definitely a man before his time. <laughs> and that's what energy medicine's doing. It's, it's recognizing maybe there's a thought pattern or a belief that holds a certain vibration. And then that's being held in a cell structure, which then is impacting a physiological function, which then is impacting a tissue, which is then pulling out a bone, which then impacts, you know, mobilization of a joint. And so, you know, the subconscious and unconscious mind is living inside of our body. So the symptoms we're experiencing are really just trying, it's the subconscious and unconscious mind attempting to communicate um, so we can bring this material to consciousness to resolve it. Um, So then we're not, you know, so fragmented within ourselves. I love it. Greg, I've really enjoyed our time together and I can't wait to to stock you and your website and what's going on there. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Jennifer. It's really great to connect today. Ah, awesome. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi and I look forward to connecting with you soon.